Welcome everyone back to the sports podcast. I hope you guys are having uh, a good day today. I mean, um, so guys, um, I want to talk about uh, Daniel Jones and guys, um, this report, I was, I, I was really, I wasn't shocked, you know, um, because I knew Daniel Jones was going to make, he was going to be a, a difference maker. You know, going into uh, the season, Pro Football Focus uh, just named Daniel Jones as the most improved player in 2024 to Giants. So Daniel Jones did not. So I understand Daniel Jones didn't exactly post pretty numbers. You know, throwing for just 2,000 yards. 11 touchdowns and 10 interceptions over 14 games. However, for those who could look beyond the team's losing, there were plenty of reasons for optimism. Despite facing consistent pressure and getting a little help from his wide receivers and tight ends, Jones boosted his completion percentage 61.9% to 62.5% and closed out the year as one of the league's best deep ball passers. Uh, the folks over at Pro Football Focus certainly recognize the strides Jones is making despite the lacking talent around him and recently named him the, uh, the Giants' most improved player of 2020. You know, um, and here's why. Well, look, this one may seem like a mistake, you know, given that many of Jones' passing numbers actually took a step back in the second season. But those passing numbers don't tell the entire story. Jones' PFF grade, a number designed to isolate the play of a quarterback from his supporting cast, actually improved from 65.9 as a rookie to 78.4 in 2020. The biggest reason for that improved grade was that Jones did a better job of keeping the ball out of harm's way, reducing his number of turnover-worthy plays from 31 in 2019 to 17 this past season on a similar number of dropbacks. He also gave the Giants some added value with his athleticism as a runner. A better offensive, a better offensive environment should lead to better results for Danny Dimes next season. Creating a more effective and functional offensive environment environment for Jones will be the focus of GM Dave Gutterman and the entire uh, organization. This offseason, obviously. You know, both Daniel Jones and head coach Joe Judge have addressed the need to surround... Oh, I mean, not... Uh, both Dave Gutterman and head coach Joe Judge obviously have addressed the need to surround Jones with more playmakers as well as to find more consistency from the offensive line. If the Giants are able to do that, Jones should be able to shine. It also won't hurt that he'll finally have the opportunity to play a second season in the same system after going from David Cutcliffe, who was his uh, quarterback's coach at Duke, to Pat Shermer, Mike Shula, to Joe Judge, and Jason Garrett, over the previous three years. So, there's your reason why you should not sleep on Danny Dimes. 
And I have no doubt the Giants go after someone like Allen Robinson or Curtis Samuel or, or uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. The Giants, one of, one of these receivers will be Daniel Jones' number one receiver in New York. So it's going to be one hell of a story. Uh, guys, um, let's talk about the Dallas uh, Cowboys. Um, obviously, you guys heard of what I said about um, Dak Prescott and uh, the Dallas Cowboys not even reaching a long-term deal. No, guys, we're only one month away for, uh, before free agency starts. We're going to be seeing lots of big trades. No, lots of no. There's going to be a lot of big signings as well. So guys, um, guys, it gets even better for me as a Giants fan. Dak Prescott, not only that he's not a reaching reaching to a long uh, reaching to a long term deal, but Dak Prescott also left out of the Dallas Cowboys hype video <laughs> in curious oversight. Look at uh, so obviously the Cowboys released a hype video for the upcoming 2021 season. It's, this is not new to me, you know. Every team does it, you know, to give their fans something to believe in. But Prescott was not in the footage. Demarcus Lawrence, C.D. Lamb, and Amari Cooper were among the Cowboy Cowboys players in the 32-second video, but Dak Prescott was not included. The Cowboys quarterback managed to play five games during the 2020 season before he suffered, obviously, a serious ankle injury against uh, the New York Giants. Um, you know, um, you know, this means this was simply an oversight that should have been caught and corrected. Anyone who's making it seem like Cowboys decision makers use social media videos to make statements doesn't understand or take the time to understand how it all works. You know, but it is interesting given the dilemma Dallas will have to face again this offseason. Prescott signed a franchise tag, obviously, uh, last season and was basically forced to play a prove-it season despite being among the best quarterbacks the team has had ever since Troy Aikman retired. Uh, Sources are telling NFL Network on uh, Sunday and the Cowboys plan to make another push to sign Prescott to a long-term deal before the March deadline for applying franchise tags. Otherwise, they will sign him to a second tag worth $37.7 million. So, I just, Dak, what have I been saying for the past months? Prescott and the Cowboys, it's not going to work. Dak is just going to get hurt again. And he's going to end up in injury reserve. And it's not going to look pretty. So I just think Dak should just... He just... He, he should just tell the Cowboys it's over. Hey! Get down. You know, so... I just think... And another reason why is this. Another reason why is that the Cowboys are a rebuilding foundation. Dak is going to get hurt. 
I don't I, I don't know anyone else besides Zach Martin and and uh you know Zach Martin on that offensive line. Dak should just get he should he should just call it that and just leave the Dallas Cowboys. So that's all I have to say about that. Hey guys, let's talk about the Philadelphia Whack Eagles. So obviously, guys, um, guys, um, it's reported. Obviously, guys, the Eagles. It's been reported that the Eagles are push are looking to push Carson Wentz in uh in the uh, in the trade market. You know. Obviously, the only teams that are looking looking at Carson Wentz is the Chicago Bears and the Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know, it seemed like a trade for Eagles uh, quarterback Carson Wentz was imminent over the weekend, but now reports have surfaced that Philadelphia is unhappy with the offers they've received for the embattled signal caller. The Eagles feel like they haven't yet received an offer they like for Wentz and are still waiting for an offer they perceive as fair. Both the Bears and Colts have reportedly been in on negotiations for Wentz, with some reports saying they were willing to offer a first-round pick. Still, the Eagles perhaps don't see that as enough compensation. ESPN reported that the Eagles are looking for a Matthew Stafford package, referring to the blockbuster trade between the Lions and the Rams where the quarterback fetched two first-round picks from Los Angeles. Carson Wentz's five seasons in Philadelphia have been characterized by injuries and inconsistency. In 2017, his second NFL season, he was on track to challenge for the MVP award. You know, throwing 33 touchdowns and only seven interceptions in 13 games. In 13 games before tearing his ACL, the Eagles went on to win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles, who was on the Bears, who was on the Bears roster now at quarterback. In 2020, Carson Wentz had his worst season as a pro, throwing 16 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. And don't forget, he led all quarterbacks in turnovers. With a with only a seventy two point eight with a seventy two point eight pass rating, he ended up getting benched for second round pick Jalen Hurts, and head coach Doug Pearson was fired after the season was over. So, I just think Carson Wentz he might end up going to the Colts if he wants to shine again. If he wants to if he wants to be back in that MVP conversation, go to Indy. I'm not trying to say the Bears are a bad football team. The Bears have one of the best defenders in Khalil Mack. You know, Eddie Jackson, he's solid. But the Bears have their offensive lines a mess. You know, who knows what they're going to do with Tariq Cohen, who got injured uh, from, for almost the whole season. I think Carson Wentz, he's, I think there's no doubt he goes back to Indianapolis with his former head coach and Frank Wright, who he was pretty decent under with, you know. But let's just see what happens. Because the Bears, on the other hand, they have, the Bears have some guys that Carson Wentz has worked with. They have Nick Foles, you know, and look, they got Trubisky. Don't be shocked that they end up trading Trubisky to the, 
Hey, Trubisky to the tra, tra, trading Trubisky for Carson Wentz and Nick Foles as um as his uh, backup. That could lead to something the Eagles had when they were good. You know, the Eagles had Nick Foles and Carson Wentz. That was the year the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and beat the Patriots. But I don't know. So, um, let's, I don't know what's going to happen. Bears, Eagles, Colts, I don't know. But let's see what happens. I just have, I have a gut feeling he's going to end up with Indy. And guys, one more thing before I shut this podcast down. Close the door. My God. Um. Let me clean up this. So, guys, um, really quick, I just want to talk about the Giants' new, newly hired offensive lines coach. Um. Um. Giants trash. Shut up. Sorry. Um, I want. Yeah. I want to talk about the Giants' uh, new, newly hired offensive line uh, coach. Um, and um, I just want—I'm just—I just want. So far, I just want to talk about Rob Sale, who is the Giants' new hired offensive lines coach, oh and an Alabama native. And don't be shocked if we have an if we have an Alabama type system. So um. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk about uh, things that I know about this guy. I know that he's from Alabama, so you already know he's good. Um, Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Stat, Nick Saban won the world. Uh, won a national championship. Beat the beat the Brits out of my Buckeyes. Um. So um. Let's just see. Uh. Let's see what the Giants. Um. I, I'm really interested in seeing what the Giants are gonna have in this offense. No, because we're getting Saquon Barkley back. You know, Daniel Jones, he improved, obviously, especially in his running. You know, the Giants are looking for a number one receiver, you know. And this guy, he's, I'm here, he's pretty good at developing young talent. The Giants have probably one of the youngest offensive lines in the league, probably in the, in the whole NFL. So I'm pretty interested in what this guy is going to do. You know, Andrew Thomas is a stud. I like him. Matt Pert, I like him. You know, um, don't be sh- I hope, I want to keep Kevin Zeitler, you know. And, um, hey, I don't know what we're going to do at center. Um, so, Shane Leomu, uh, he took Will Her- he took Will Hernandez's spot. He's pretty decent. Came from Oregon. Um, so, and this is the young offensive line with, uh, with two... Young quarterback in Daniel Jones. Young running back in Saquon Barkley. I'm pretty interested in what this guy's gonna do. You know? He uh he uh he was he worked with Nick Saban. Nick Saban, he's he's obviously a good head coach. He is he's a champ he's a champion. Won the national championship, like I said. So uh I hey. Let's see. I, 
I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't sleep on the Giants offensive line. You know, and, um, and don't forget, um, we did resign, we still have, uh, we did resign Patrick Graham, which um, Patrick Graham didn't do that bad with our defense. Our run defense was top 10 in the league. I don't know. I, don't, I think it's too early to say, oh, the Giants offense stinks. The Giants offense was 31st. That's bad. But we're young, you know. Young, young players, they're, gonna, they're obviously going to make mistakes. The team isn't good. You know. So, uh, so guys, I'm just going to, um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna explain to you guys three, uh, the three things that I think uh, Rob Sale can do with the Giants. No. Giants just pick up three Jets. So here we go. Here's three. Th- okay, guys. Here's one thing. You guys know me. I'm I'm really big in. I'm not that. I'm not that big. I'm not that big in the offense. But I'm really big into the Giants' offense line because you know they're my team. I support them. I will always will. So, guys, on one thing that I noticed about Rob Sell that this guy is a developer. You know, one person. You know, I asked about the about Sale. Called him an excellent old uh, offense line coach. And developer. Another said he was a very good coach and developer. Notice, notice the common, you know, and crucial word, developer. You know, look at the Giants went, obviously the Giants went all in on young offensive linemen. They selected Andrew Thomas. They selected Matt Pert and Shane Lemieux. Nick Gates has only one season of starting experience at center and Will Hernandez is still on is still on his rookie contract. Also, also considering their salary cap limitations. Should the Giants want to add to this group, they will likely do so according to the draft. They need the Giants need someone with a track record of developing young talent. Sales' success with offensive lines at Louisiana, Arizona State, Georgia, and McNeese State shows he can do that. You know, at Louisiana, Sale oversaw the development of two players, Robert Hunt and Kevin Dotson, who were selected in the first four rounds of the 2020 draft. Hunt was selected uh, in the second round, 39th overall by the Dolphins. Dotson was taken around four, 135th by the Steelers. Sale... With no previous NFL experience, obviously, is obviously accustomed to teaching young players the, um, the um, Googs, by contrast, freely admitted that rookies were not his cup of tea. The ability to understand young players and help them learn their craft is an essential skill for a Giants offensive line coach. Another thing that we need to understand about Rob Sale is digging into the Rolo decks again. You know, in his first two off seasons, uh, Joe Judge has leaned heavily on hiring and on hiring coaches. He has worked with in the past at either the college or NFL level. 
Sale was a strength and conditioning assistant and offensive analyst at Alabama from 2007 to 2011. Drudge was there as an assistant to Nick Saban from 2009 to 2011. Linebackers coach uh, Kevin Scherer, running backs coach uh, Burn Burns, and defensive line coach Sean Spencer had never coached in the NFL before, join, uh, before even joining Joe Drudge's staff. Scherer, Burns, quarterbacks coach Jared Chaplinski, tight ends coach Freddie Kitchens, defensive coordinator Patrick Graham, defensive assistant Jody Wright, and special, te- and special projects coach have all worked with Judge in the past. That shows to me that Judge knows the kind of people he wants to work with and that he has made a strong impression along the way on many of those he has worked with. So, um, new ideas. I got an idea. Here's one idea I think can, that can supplement this whole problem. Sale has been an offensive coordinator at two college stops. He was, in, he was a run game, uh, run game coordinator at Arizona State. Louisiana also featured a high-powered passing attack. All signs indicate Jason Garrett is returning in, as offensive coordinator. There was an ESPN report, though, that some assistant coaches will have expanded roles. Perhaps Sale will be able to contribute to an exchange of ideas that can help freshen or expand what the Giants' 31st offense in the league in 2020 do when they have the ball. So I am really interested. Hey, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants have an Alabama-type, Nick Saban-type offense. So... I can't wait. Okay, guys, um, that's all I have for you today. Um, hope you guys like this video. Um, I'm going to be coming out uh, with more reports on the NFC trash least. And, yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow.